Good morning, guys. Happy Resurrection today. Uh, we're here today uh, at the Rec Center, and it's uh, Larry, Larry Waddell. Larry, uh, introduce yourself. Hey, good morning. I'm Larry. I'm the Praise and Worship Leader. And Sandy? Uh, yeah, this is me, Sandy. Happy Resurrection Day. And I'm favor. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, guys, as we begin. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this morning when we celebrate that Jesus is risen. Lord, he was in that grave for three days and he rose again, giving us hope that we too can be raised from the dead someday to be with you in eternity. Lord, we pray that you'll be in every word spoken this morning uh, as the three of us talk about this scripture and Lord, be in every song sung and every prayer prayed. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Guys, on Wednesday night, we, uh, we took communion together and we basically ended with Jesus dying on the cross. So we're starting this morning. If you have your Bible, you can open to Luke chapter 23, Luke 23, and I'm going to begin at verse 50. Now, there was a man named Joseph, and we know it's Joseph of Arimathea, a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and saw how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. We were speaking, the three of us, before about how sad and how lonely and how defeated they must have felt, the disciples and the followers of Jesus, on that Saturday. We don't know anything from Scripture, what happened on Saturday, but can you imagine the disappointment and wondering what had happened to their Lord? They still, many of them didn't recognize that he was God and that he was that he was God made flesh on earth. And they must have been devastated at what they did. And, and we're gonna read the story now of even though there's a Friday, as we've heard many of old preachers say, Sunday's coming. And today is Sunday when he rose from the dead. And so it's a kind of love that we can't understand. And if that's not love, I don't know what is. Larry, you, do you have a song for us about if that Absolutely. isn't love? Absolutely, yes, we do. It's an old Dottie Rambo song. He left. The splendor of heaven No way is dead Then heaven's 
spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day he raised again, or be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the, from the tomb, they told all these things to the, to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. So, you guys, you got any thoughts on this? Things that pop out? Well, you know, it's it's really it's like it's we see things all the time that that come from God, and we you know we just sometimes we just we find it hard to believe. Uh, just like Peter ran over there and he saw the things and he. And he wondered, kept wondering to himself what had really happened. Jesus had told him about this, that he would rise the third day. But they just, it was, it was so unusual. They said, man, what has happened here? And the thing that strikes me is the women that were going there, they weren't going there to find an empty tomb. Right. They, yeah. That was not their expectation. They weren't expecting the Lord to even do what he said he was going to do. They were going there to anoint his body, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. with, with things having to do with his death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's we get in trouble when we don't expect God to do what he says he'll do. Sandy, you got any thoughts? Um, I think even the fact that it was the women who were the first witnesses of his resurrection shows how God likes to play around and not show us the expected, but to show us the unexpected because uh, women back in that day were not considered reliable witnesses for whatever reason, but they were the ones that God entrusted with this mighty secret, this secret that had been waiting from the beginning of the ages to be revealed. And I find that very fascinating that those women were the first witnesses. And going on in line with the fact that the women, first the women didn't believe and they showed up there Mm -hmm. to anoint his body because it was a decaying, dying body. Secondly, then they come and tell the 11 and the 11 don't believe because they all sat there. It only says that Peter got up and ran, which I think is very, very cool. And the Gospel of John mentions that John also went with him. Did he? Yeah. And so Peter gets up and he runs over and he bows over and he sees the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. 
It reminds me, I watched uh, last night, uh, we watched the movie Risen. And it was just so interesting to see how, as Sandy's saying, just the unexpected kept happening. The unexpected kept happening. This uh, Tribune kept thinking that he was going to come across a story where the body had been stolen and taken, and he couldn't find that story. The only story he found was that Jesus truly had risen from the dead, just like he said, and that people had really seen him. Sandy, you want to pick up on uh, verse 13? Sure. That same day, two of them were walking to the village Emmaus, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation going over all these things that had happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them. Again, this is that element of surprise and delight and how God does the un unusual thing. He usually does the unusual, yes. doesn't he? But yes. they were not able to recognize who he was. I'm sure that he kept them from recognizing him because he wanted to teach them something. He asked, what is this you're discussing so intently as you walk along? They just stood there, long-faced, like they had lost their best friend. Then one of them, his name was Cleophas, said, Are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard what's happened during the last few days? And he said, Well, what has happened? They said, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, he was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in work and word, blessed by both God and all the people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got him sentenced to death, and crucified him. And we had our hopes up that he was the one, the one about to deliver Israel. And it is now the third day since it happened. But now some of our women have completely confused us. Early this morning, they were at the tomb and couldn't find his body. They came back with the story that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty, just as the women said, but they did not see Jesus. <clears throat> I'm going to take up now at okay. verse 25. Anybody have anything to say about that part particularly? I, I don't really. Mm -hmm. So Jesus then said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? So Jesus says that how foolish you are, and it makes me wonder, uh, Sandy and Larry, how foolish are we sometimes when God makes promises to us uh, over and over and over? I don't know. I I seems like I uh, act like I'm surprised when God answers things when He's actually fulfilling the promises that He says in His Word. And Larry, you and I have talked about this even in God's provisions for you mm -hmm. since you mm -hmm. uh, had your problem with your knees and so on and so forth thing I'm thinking of right now in a real mundane way is our trip uh, to Israel that was canceled and then we found out we were all going to have to pay you know a thousand dollars extra for it and Sandy and I both decided we're just going to leave this in God's hands and we had calm hearts about it didn't worry over it and then yesterday we got a uh, an email from the guy saying hey I've worked it out where the plans the whole trip's been rescheduled and you know, we just waited and expected the Lord to do a work because at some point we were just too confused mm -hmm. by all the problems that had that been. That it won't cost us anymore. Yeah, it won't cost us anymore. But we were just with all these things, and it's like you know, the Lord has told us to to be have peace and to cast all our cares on Him, and He cares for us. And over and over and over, we just don't believe the things that God tells us. So maybe part of the uh, Part of the message this morning should be that just to believe. Let's let's choose to believe that God is mm -hmm. who He says He is, and He do, will do what He says He'll do. 
So then, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, think about that, Jesus teaching a sermon. Would you not have loved to have heard that sermon, Larry? So Jesus, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, explained to them what was said in all of the scriptures concerning himself. Wow. Go ahead, Larry. You pick up in 28. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Well, sounds like the first communion, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it, Larry? Yeah, it does. And they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were, were, not, our, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? All right, Sandy, you pick up at 33. They didn't waste a minute, but were up and on their way back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 and their friends gathered together, talking away. It's really happened. The master has been raised up. Simon saw him. Then the two went over everything that had happened on the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. While they were saying all this, Jesus appeared to them and said, Peace be with you. And again, for Jesus to come into this room of disciples and say, Shalom, how funny that was that they were probably just shocked that their Jesus is right in the room with them. It probably scared them at first. And he's saying, hi, guys. You know, basically that's their way of saying, hi, what are y'all doing or whatever. They thought they were seeing a ghost and were scared half to death. He continued with them. Don't be upset and don't let all these doubting questions take over. Look at my hands and look at my feet. It's really me. Touch me. Look me over from head to toe. A ghost does not have muscle and bone like this. And, he, and as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. They still could not believe what they were seeing. It was too much. It seemed too tr- good to be true. And he asked, do you have any food here? They gave him a piece of leftover fish they had cooked. He took it and ate it right before their eyes. 44. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. That's in the the Tanakh, okay? Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. Wow. You know, it's, I think a prayer of each of us should be, Lord, open my mind that I can understand scriptures and I can see what you're trying to tell me in those scriptures. This is what was written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name. To all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, you are witness of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. And what were they talking? What was he talking about? The Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So um, I think it's for me the thing there is is that is the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus had to come and he had to suffer and he he rose. He was born. He lived. He died and he rose again from the dead on the third day, just like the scriptures foretold. And the reason for that was for repentance, for the forgiveness of sins that will be preached in his name. Yesterday uh, yesterday morning, well, actually it was on, uh, let's see, it'd be Friday morning. Uh, it was interesting. I was called to go and be at the bedside of someone dying. And uh, I don't know yet if they've died or not. 
but this person, I asked them, uh, I asked them, did they believe and did they receive Jesus as their Savior? And the person can't even speak, couldn't even speak at the time, just looked at me and I said, nod your head if it's yes. And he nodded his head and, and, and said yes. And this person had had a very, very difficult life of alcoholism, Larry, and mm-hmm. I know there was a lot of guilt there. And I said to him, I said, you know, this is all about forgiveness. God wants to forgive you and has forgiven you right now in this bed for anything you've ever done. So you can go to him now in peace. You can go to him knowing that you are clothed in the blood of Jesus and it's by nothing that you've done. And Larry, if you could have seen the relief that came over his face, laying there in bed and and he uh, was just so, so sick. And it's still about forgiveness. It's when the Lord takes this burden of our sin and the burden of our shortcomings. Sandy and I both have our shortcomings and often we have to say, Lord, here we are again, Lord. We, we failed you, we, we, we bicker, we have a problem and it's, it's our shortcomings and our flesh that get in the way, but he's a God of repentance for the forgiveness of our sins. And that's what we're still preaching today. Uh, Sandy, why don't you end there uh, then on 50? Okay, he then led them out of the city over to Bethany. Raising his hands, he blessed them. And while blessing them, he took his leave, being carried up into heaven. And they were on their knees worshiping him. They returned to Jerusalem, bursting with joy. They spent all their time in the temple, praising God indeed. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, what's important what, what is important about the resurrection? That's what I thought we would talk about on this podcast uh, because there's, there's several things and I just wanted us to talk about them together. First, the res- resurrection gives witness to the power of God. Mm. Uh, to believe that a person can be resurrected is to believe in the power of God. He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything in the earth. And if God can't resurrect someone from the dead, then he's not worthy of our belief or worship. And since God created it all, only he can have power over life and death. I want to read something that really, out of 1 Corinthians 15, that really speaks to me. And this is Paul speaking to that little church, to that little church in Corinth, about how death has been defeated. And even though we're going to end up going, each of us, unless Jesus comes before we die, we're going to go through a human death. But it's just going to be for a second, because to be absent from the body is to be face-to-face with the Lord. I'm reading this from 1 Corinthians 15. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit corruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed." For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, this is a whole lot of corrupt and incorruptible here, basically what it's saying is, is that the Lord, by his death and resurrection, has conquered this. Mm -hmm. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, O hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Guys, I have staked my whole life on the fact that Jesus, 
was God incarnate and he died and he rose again from the dead. And if he didn't rise from the dead, then I don't wanna have anything to do with him. And I believe with all my heart that he did. Did you know, did y'all know that there's over 500 people that saw Jesus after he rose from the dead? Do y'all remember when we studied that in Acts? Oh, okay, yes, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of evidence of this happening. Secondly, the resurrection was important because it tells, it validates who scripture said Jesus was. And it validates the prophetic things that we see in there about Jesus. I mean, on Wednesday night, we read a little bit out of Psalm 22, which is, is the crucifixion described. Then thirdly, the resurrection proves the divine nature of Jesus. And many, many cults and other religions have tried to say that Jesus was not God. I mean, I can think of two or three. I don't even want to mention them now. Mm. But a lot of people don't realize, for example, that that the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, does, the Mormons, don't even believe that Jesus was God. Jesus was divine, okay? He was divine, and Psalms tells us that God's Holy One would never see corruption. Jesus never saw corruption. He died a human death. He was raised from the dead, and there were many, many witnesses that saw him. Uh, then the, the probably the fourth thing that's important is that if Jesus could be resurrected, it means that I can be resurrected. I'm not going to remain a pile of dirt or whatever <laughs> forever over there in that cemetery mm -hmm. in Whitehall. But the day is going to come when, as, as Paul says, that a trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be rise first. That means that if we're over there, Larry, and we've died, mm -hmm. we're going to come up first and then the rest that are still alive are going to be joined with him in the air. No other religion is founded on someone who is living. Uh, they're founded on prophets or on people that came uh, and ended up or in a grave somewhere. I'm thinking of Buddha and, mm -hmm. and all these other people. But it's Jesus, and he lives, and he sits today at the right hand of God the Father. We know that from Hebrews 10, 12. Uh, you guys want to add anything before we sing? The only thing I, I wanted to cover just a little bit is that I, when you talked about this gentleman that you went and saw, and he accepted uh, Jesus, you know, a lot of people question that, that you can people can actually be forgiven of all their sins on their deathbed. But they can be, and the proof is in the thieves that were there with Jesus, the thief that was on the cross with Jesus gave, accepted him as his savior. And Jesus told him, today you will be with me in heaven. It's amazing. And, so, and he wasn't baptized. That's right. He wasn't a member of the Union Grove Baptist Church. The thief, what, what, what qualification did the thief have to be saved and go to heaven with Jesus. He just, he just believed that Christ was a savior. He, just he, just, he asked Jesus to remember. Actually, he said, please remember me when you enter your kingdom. And that yeah. shows that he believed that Jesus was who he said he was and that he had a kingdom. So yeah, so that's that's such an amazing thing. I, I think that we, we are guaranteed if we truly, truly give our lives and accept Jesus as our savior, we're gonna have everlasting life. And so many people really do want to complicate it. They, if they yeah. want to say, well, it requires a certain lifestyle. It requires a certain, uh, I, I don't know, just certain qualifications. And it doesn't. No. If, there's, if, it, if it requires anything other than Jesus and him alone, then it's not what the gospel says. Mm -hmm. and, and Larry's presented it perfectly here, y'all, with, the, with the, the example of the thief on the cross. Sandy, did you want to add anything? Um, I just was wondering if we were gonna which of these songs you want to do, if not both of them. Yeah. Well, let's sing. Let's one. sing one, and y'all there can sing with us. Jesus Christ is risen today.
Or you can do because he lives. Oh, but, oh because he lives. Yeah, let's yeah, start off with that. Because he lives. God sent his son. Take God in Jesus. He came to love. Heal and forgive. He lived and died. To buy my Song, don't we all? We do. All right, let's sing it. 
And guys, y'all sing along with us. Jesus Christ is risen today. Let's, let's, uh, you have your music. It's there. We send it to you in an email. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Our triumphant holy day. opportunity to rejoice in your coming to earth that you walked among us you saved us from our sins you went to the cross for us lord and victoriously just as the old testament said just as you told your disciples you rose again on the third day and we are here to praise you and thank you for making that sacrifice for us, to bringing us with you, for bringing us and raising us up to this place where you are in heaven. Lord, you told your disciples, I will go, and when I go, I will prepare a place for you. Lord, we are expectant of that glorious place that eye has not seen nor ear heard of the glorious things that wait in store for those of us who love you, who turn to you, who ask forgiveness for our sins, who confess that we believe in you like the thief on the cross did. We praise you, Jesus. We just pray that you give everybody listening a very, very blessed Resurrection Day. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. And, oh, yeah. and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we love you all.